Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. I'm Laura Farley. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. And then we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, John, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I uh, have an interesting topic for our members today. It's one that we seem to get a lot of questions on, and that is essential terms of a contract. So if any of you ever attended any of our classes regarding contracts, you've heard us go on and on and on about the statute of frauds. For those of you who might have been napping during that part, you know who you are. Here's a quick recap. That's right. So the statute of fraud says that for a real estate contract to be enforceable in Virginia, it must be in writing and signed by the party to be bound. Importantly for this podcast, it also requires that the writing contain the essential terms of the contract. The question we often get is, so what exactly are those essential terms? And unlike some things where we can just point you to a definitive list in a section of the code, there is no official list of what always must be included as an essential term in a real estate contract. However, there are a few things that are generally accepted to be essential terms in every transaction. So we'll go over that list now with the caveat that every transaction is different. And if you're unsure about a specific term in your deal, you probably want to speak with an attorney. So first, the parties to the contract should be identified. This obviously means the buyer and seller in a purchase contract. This brings up a question that we often see, which is who should be listed as the seller on the contract? The short answer is anyone who is listed on the deed and has an ownership interest in the property. If the property is being sold by a couple, but only one of those people is listed on the deed, that person is the only one who needs to be listed as a seller in the contract. Second, the contract should provide a sufficient description of the property being sold. Whether that's a street address, a meets and bounds description, or both, the contract should clearly identify what exactly is being sold. The contract also needs to clearly identify the purchase price of the property. This seems self-explanatory, and in most situations, this shouldn't be an issue. However, in the case of a back-and-forth negotiation, you should be really sure that the final agreement between the parties clearly states the agreed-upon price. This means you should also double check all the fields that go into the purchase price. If you've been negotiating the total purchase price, make sure that the finest amount, down payment, and EMD all add up to that number if your contract breaks those fields out. The settlement date is another item that many attorneys will argue is an essential term. Even if, as in our contract, the settlement date portion of the contract has on or about language, it's probably the safest to include a settlement date as an essential term. You're going to want it in there anyway, so you may as well have it in there at the very outset. Yes, absolutely. And then finally, the signatures of both parties are always a requirement for an enforceable real estate contract. As a general rule, the signature should match the parties identified in the first part of the contract. More on that in a second. So these are the terms that will be considered essential in basically every real estate contract that you encounter. Of course, these aren't going to be the only terms in a real estate contract. There'll be all sorts of things from home inspection criteria to financing that will definitely be very important to your clients, but may not meet the definition of essential terms that we've talked about today. 
Getting into the specific terms that might be seen as essential in your transaction can often require specific legal advice, the kind that we can't provide on the legal hotline. If you're in a transaction and there are questions about the specific language of a contract, your best bet is to advise your client to speak with an attorney. All right, John, let's go to the legal hotline. My clients entered into a purchase contract, but the name of the buyers doesn't appear at the top of the contract. The rest of the terms are filled in and the buyers signed the contract. Because they aren't listed as parties in the top part of the contract, do we not still have a valid deal? So this is why it depends is our favorite phrase. Some courts in Virginia have said that even if a party signs a contract, if they're not identified as parties elsewhere in the contract, then they can't be held to it. However, other courts have said that if the party signs, then the contract can be enforced against them, even if they aren't otherwise identified in the contract, as in this case, the buyer. So if both parties want to proceed, the buyer should fill their name in after the fact, and both parties should initial it just to be safe. If one party or the other wants to claim the contract is invalid, that's when they should probably contact an attorney. All right, and a few ways to limit your risk. Make sure that at a minimum, your contracts contain the names of the parties, the purchase price, the description of the property, the settlement date, and the signature of the parties. There are other terms that could potentially be essential that aren't there. Have the parties execute an amendment to the contract. If one side or the other is pushing back, you guessed it, it's probably time to talk with an attorney. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the law and ethics section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney license to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service. It does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2021. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.